it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. And today, I'm going to be talking about how to earn fast profits in hard times. Uh, Clearly, we're in hard times. Uh, We've got the unemployment rate has gone up to 8.1%. The number of jobs lost in the latest month was 651,000. Uh, a previous uh, two months upward revision of 161,000. Uh, we have a credit crunch going on. Consumer confidence is low. The stock market's been falling. Uh, just all kinds of terrible things going on in the economy. But if you look at it right, this can be a p- tremendous place to actually make uh, some decent money. Um, so I came out with this book somewhat recently and thought it might be helpful to you to go over the various ways that you can actually profit in this kind of environment. So the first strategy I'm going to talk about are inverse exchange-traded funds. Now, these are funds that when the stock market goes down, they go up. They are directly inversely related to uh, the stock market. Um, So you can do either straight inverse uh, funds, which are one-to-one returns. So the Dow Jones Industrials go down one point, they go up by one. Or there are double and triple inverse funds, where if the Dow Jones Industrials goes down by one point, they would go up by two or three points. So there's obviously a lot more leverage involved in something like that. Now, you can either there are two different ways of doing this. One is as an exchange-traded fund. Now, these are stocks uh, traded on the New York Stock Exchange that are very simple to buy. Uh, or the other way is to do it is as a mutual fund. And there are lots of open-end mutual funds uh, where you can do those kind of things. Uh, so on the mutual fund front, there are two big companies that really offer uh, these uh, so-called inverse mutual funds. One of them is called Rydex, and the other one is called ProShares. And so uh, they've got loads of different opportunities to do that. So let me just briefly go over some of the uh, ProShares ones, for example. They, in general, call them uh, ultra-short uh, funds. Um, so some of them are uh, pure uh, inverse ones, or as I mentioned, some of them are two and three times. Um, so there are ultra-short funds for broad-based indexes like the Dow Jones Industrials, which is QQQ, uh, there's the Dow, uh, which is the Nasdaq. There's the Dow Jones Industrials, which is uh, the Dow 30. Uh, there's the S&P 500. Uh, there's the mid-cap 400, small-cap 600, and Russell 2000. Those are the broad-based indexes that are directly uh, short uh, to the market, and they've done extremely well lately uh, because uh, as the stock market's been falling. Uh, these have been, you know, going up pretty dramatically. Um, so those are some of the uh, uh, best ones that are kind of overall uh, portfolios. Um, then there are those that are uh, based on specific uh, industry groups. Um, so if you think there's a particular industry group uh, that you think it's going to go down, uh, you can play those as well. And these are shares you can buy anytime you like. So I'm going to go through briefly the different shares that are available in the uh, short by industry group. Uh, there are the pro-short financial stocks. Uh, the symbol there is SEF, and that's done extremely well because the financial stocks have been falling so badly, and I think they'll probably fall further. That's banks and insurance companies and life insurance and, and uh, real estate investment trusts, brokers, and so on. Uh, there's the uh, short oil and gas fund. Uh, oil prices have dropped sharply from $150 a barrel a year ago to $40, $45 a barrel, something like that now. 
The symbol for that is DDG. Uh, there's the Basic Materials fund, uh, Short Fund. Uh, the symbol for that SMN. And they basically are going to go short all the different uh, metals and materials out there. Uh, there's the uh, Short Consumer Goods Fund. Uh, the symbol for that SZK. And they do uh, all the different consumer companies, household goods, food producers, uh, auto parts, and all those kind of things. Again, consumer spending has fallen a lot, and those are the kind of things that are going to do well. Uh, it, it, going short, those is going to do well in this kind of environment. Uh, consumer services uh, is more uh, retailers and media. Uh, the symbol for that is SCC. So again, as those companies fall, the, the uh, ultra-short uh, mutual fund will be going up. Uh, there's also an ultra-short financials. This is using, uh, this is a double inverse fund. So this is going up twice uh, what the uh, stock index is going down. So that's SKF. Uh, there's also a uh, healthcare uh, fund. Uh, the symbol for that is RXD. Uh, that is also a 200% uh, inverse fund. So as healthcare stocks go down, and they have been, in general, drug stocks have been going down, healthcare companies, because a fear of uh, lower reimbursements from Medicare and um, pressure on drug prices in various ways, so that would do well. Uh, a broader industrial fund would be the Ultra Short Industrials Fund, the symbol for that, SIJ. Uh, that would be the things like aerospace and defense, industrial transportation, uh, in engineering, construction. Again, those areas have been hit pretty hard, so that would benefit from that. Uh, there's the ultra-short oil and gas, which is going to be uh, going uh, short oil and gas. And again, oil prices have come down dramatically, and I think will continue to come down with the weak economy. So a fund like that is going to be you know, doing very well in this kind of economy. Um, and so you're getting the idea here that these are funds that uh, are, are profiting from the, the current uh, downturn. I'll give you a few more as well. Uh, there's the ultra-short real estate fund. The symbol for that is SRS, uh, and that's things like uh, real estate investment trusts, which again have been hurt by this. That is a 200% inverse fund going up two uh, for every one that the real estate companies go down. Uh, there's the ultra short semiconductor fund, which is SSG. Uh, all the chip companies that have been hurt so badly, that would be benefiting by that. Uh, there's a broader telecommunications fund, which is TLL. Again, 200% negative to the telecommunications companies. Uh, there's an ultra-short utilities fund, SDP. Uh, utilities have been falling, mostly electricity utilities in that particular case. And there's an ultra-short technology fund, a broad base of technology and computer companies and software companies. Uh, again, double to that. The, the, web, the uh, symbol for that is REW. Um, so you'll get a sense of all the different funds. Those are all the ProShares funds. You can find out more about them at their website, which is ProShares.com. Their phone number, 866-PRO-5125. Um, and they've done extremely well in this kind of environment because they're going against uh, the market. As far as exchange-traded funds, um, there are uh, plenty of them that are doing similar kinds of things. With a mutual fund, there are going to be some management fees, and you only get one price at the end of the day. With a exchange-traded fund, it's being traded constantly, as any stock would be, and therefore you can get in and out of it however you like. So I'll give you some of my favorite exchange-traded funds on uh, both broad indices and some of the specific uh, industries out there. Um, in the S&P 500, uh, there's one called SDS, is the symbol for that. So that's a, 
a broad exchange-traded fund on the entire Standard & Poor's 500. Uh, there are some on specific um, countries, uh, like uh, China. There's the ultra-short China fund, the symbol for that, FXP. So when China goes down, that fund is going to be uh, going up. If you want to go to a broad-based emerging market uh, index, uh, the symbol for that one is EEV. That's the MSCI Emerging Market Short Fund. So that's going short emerging markets around the world. And in general, you've had a tremendous crisis in confidence in a lot of the emerging markets. Those stocks have gone down. Therefore, these inverse exchange trade funds would be going uh, up. Uh, if you really want to go for it, there are uh, inverse funds that are triple uh, the underlying index. They're going the other direction. So if something goes down, it could go up really dramatically in a case like that. So there's a company called Direction that offers those, D-I-R-E-X-I-O-N. And they're uh, I'll give you some examples of some of their funds that have done very well. The large cap bear fund, uh, the symbol for that is BGZ, and again that's three times uh, leveraged against the Dow Jones Industrials or large cap uh, companies. There's a small bear, small cap bear fund, the symbol for that TZA, and in general in a weak economy small companies get hurt more than big companies. There's an energy bear fund, and that's E-R-Y, and they, again, are going to go against energy companies. And probably the most profitable of all is the Financial Bear Fund, and that symbol is F-A-Z. And what they're going to do is go short against all of the different uh, financial companies, uh, the banks, the brokerage firms, the insurance companies, and so on. So had you done nothing in the last year but bought something like an F-A-Z, uh, your money would have gone up a huge amount because the financial stocks have come down and this is leveraged uh, to uh, the financial stocks in an inverse uh, kind of way. Uh, so these are things in general a lot of people don't know about. Uh, brokers don't tend to tell people about financial inverse funds. Uh, but in this environment, it's a very simple way of doing it. As opposed to being a short seller yourself, uh, where you have kind of unlimited liability if things go up. Here, you can hold on to it. Uh, they tend to be very volatile because the stock markets are going up and down. And when it goes down, they go up pretty dramatically. But if the market were to go up, these would go down as well. So clearly it's a more volatile, riskier part of your portfolio, but something that's certainly going to make sense, uh, I think, as part of it with what's going on in the stock market right now. Okay, so that's a little bit on the inverse exchange-traded funds and mutual funds. Now another area I'd want to talk about is uh, tax liens. Uh, here's a way where you can profit uh, by people paying their property taxes late, or in some cases not at all. Uh, so here's how it works. Uh, when a property owner uh, gets their tax bill, they have to pay their property taxes. If they don't pay their property taxes, the local municipality will place a lien on their property for the amount of the property taxes. And then when they pay their property taxes late, they have to pay it with the original amount plus the penalty interest rate. So you, as an investor, can go to an auction, uh, buy tax liens, uh, and when the property tax is paid eventually, you get back your original money plus the uh, penalty interest rate. Now here are some of the interest rates around the, the country um, and uh, it, it really varies but it's, it's set by statute in each state. Uh, the lowest is about 8%, the highest is about 25%. So I'll just give you some of the states, not all of them, to give you some sense of where they are. Alabama is 12%, Arizona is 16%, Florida is 18%, uh, Illinois is also 18%, uh, Maryland is 6%, Nebraska 14%, uh, 
uh, New Jersey 18%, West Virginia 12%, uh, District of Columbia uh, 12%. So just to give you a sense of them, there's a, a different range. So one strategy is to go into the states with the highest interest rates. Um, I think Texas is actually the highest at about 25%. In a case like that, there may be a lot of people bidding because a lot of people want to get on the action. So you'll do, they bid down the interest rate. They'll start at 25%, and then will you take 24, 23? The final bid is somebody who's willing to accept a particular interest rate on a particular piece of property. Um, so your interest rates may be higher on that, but you're going to have more competition at the auctions. The other way to do it is to go into a state where there are lower interest rates, but far less competition. I mean, say you went to Missouri, for example, which is a 10% interest rate. Um, you may be the only one at the auction. In, in most cases, there are far more tax liens than there are investors wanting to buy them. So from the municipality's point of view, it's a way of them getting their tax revenue uh, that they're not going to get from the tax liens. Um, from your point of view, it's a way of locking in a particular rate of interest. And if the homeowner does not pay their property taxes at all, you are in first position to actually buy the home. So that's kind of the way tax liens work. I'm going to talk about tax liens a little bit more after the break. Um, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show, and I'm talking about my book, Fast Profits in Hard Times. We'll be back after this. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. Are you ready to go green? You've asked and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. There are so many challenges facing management today around the world. The New Management Network is here to provide practical insight and solutions for many of these challenges. Hosts Don and Bonnie Folk will explore topics designed to help you get the competitive upper hand, including organizational tools, personality and leadership, cutting-edge management tips, and much more. Join the New Management Network live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Network. From the boardroom to you. 
Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. And uh, this hour, I'm talking about fast profits and hard times. Uh, This is a book I came out with recently and uh, showing there are really ways to profit in this kind of economic environment we're in today. Uh, You can find out more about the book at a website I have set up for this, which is www.fastprofitsinhardtimes.com. I was talking about tax liens as a way of profiting in this environment. And let me just go through some of the action plans you need to take in order to uh, be able to uh, successfully bid for tax liens. The first one is pick the right type of investment for you. If you want security and high interest rates, then tax liens may be best for you. The other way to do it is tax deeds. We actually end up buying the property directly. It's a little bit higher risk, but has potentially much bigger uh, payoffs. Pick a state where you want to invest. I gave you some examples before of some of the different states out there and what interest rates and terms they offer. Um, So uh, depending on your, your strategy, you might pick a higher or lower interest state. Once you pick the state, select several municipalities that might fit your needs. Uh, if you're buying deeds, the number one consideration is whether you're going to be able to visit the property because you really want to know what you're getting involved with before you actually end up buying a property. Um, and if you're buying liens, uh, it's not quite as important to visit the site, but you still want to understand the county you're familiar with so that you know what kind of neighborhood the property you're, you're buying is going to be in. Once you've selected a county, uh, you can actually go to their county website. Uh, there's an overall national website of counties, which is called the National Association of Counties, or NACO.org, and they will help you with um, all the different things you need to do to register for the tax liens right on your, your website there. Next, uh, ask questions and register for any auction. Uh, ask, for example, how long is it going to be before the, until the next auction? Uh, does the county sell liens between auctions. In many cases, uh, properties will not be sold at the auctions, and they have a so-called over-the-counter market where you can actually buy things not at the auction. Um, Can you bid for properties uh, either online or by phone, or must you attend the auction in person? In many cases, you can do these not having to actually be there in person. Um, Ask roughly how many liens or deeds are available at each auction, and how many bidders show up. You don't really want to be in a position where you're competing with an awful lot of uh, other people for these uh, tax liens. Then once you get a list, either online or in paper, uh, you review the list of liens and deeds and pick uh, some that you think are best. And then you should you go and, and check them out and make sure that they're really uh, there. Uh, there was a story of a guy who uh, saw this look like a very good tax lien in an apartment building that had uh, 10 apartments. And he was going to be bidding on apartment number 10. So just to make sure, he went there, and he got into the place and looked around, and he went uh, through number 9, he just couldn't find number 10, and it turns out 10 didn't exist. Uh, 10 had originally been uh, laid, laid out in the architectural plans, but then uh, they changed things and made the apartment slightly bigger, and in the end, 10 was never built, so that's why there was a tax lien on it, is because it, it didn't exist. So you, you've got to be careful and, and go there and actually make sure it does exist, and don't bid on some property that may be troubled in one way or another. For, for example, it might have 
uh, form a gas station with gas tanks on it that's going to cause you all kinds of problems. So research the properties carefully to make sure you know what you're getting into. Then once you've figured out which properties you want, uh, plan a bidding strategies. Uh, a bidding strategy. If you're buying a lien, make sure you understand the bidding method and decide how much you're willing to pay uh, for the interest rate and how much of a premium you're willing to pay as well. Uh, it, it, if you can, attend at least one or two auctions in person uh, so that you know exactly what you're getting into, involved with. The county is going to demand full payment uh, at the auction, often with a certified check, so come prepared to pay for those kind of things. And then finally, once you've bought the tax lien, follow up and see when the redemption period is going to be. Redemption period is the time when uh, people have until that time, typically up to two years, to pay back their property taxes. If you don't do that, uh, if they don't do it within that particular period of time, then uh, you get to foreclose on the property. So that's a little bit. Uh, there are I, I list actually a bunch of websites and resources to help people uh, implement a tax lien strategy. Um, there's something called the Association for Optimum Achievement, uh, Tax Lien Authority, TaxSale.com, and as I mentioned before, the National Association of Counties, NACO, at NACO.org. And again, I give you much more detail on these things in the book, Fast Profits and Hard Times, at FastProfitsAndHardTimes.com. The next strategy I want to talk about is oil and gas. Now, we've had a big decline uh, in oil and gas prices, um, and uh, that's made oil and gas stocks go down. Uh, but I happen to think that oil is going to be going back up in the future because we are shutting down production, um, and therefore there's going to be less supply. And when demand picks up, uh, it's going to go up. Even, the prices are going to go up even faster than they had in the past because uh, there's just less production capacity going to be out there. Um, so I think with with where oil prices have fallen so far, they've already bounced a little bit. They got as low as $32 in December. Now they're about 45 or so. I think oil prices will actually start rising pretty significantly. So there's two ways to do uh, oil and gas investments. The first one are what are called income trusts. Now these are companies uh, that offer very high dividend yields today, between 15 and 25 percent dividend yields, based on the last 12 months of dividend payments. Um, and the stock prices are depressed because oil prices have gone down. If oil prices go back up, they don't have to go back to 150, but even 70 or 80, uh, the dividends will increase again and the stock price will go up a lot. So I think uh, this is a really a good way to play oil and gas prices. Now, most of these income trusts, or royalty trusts as they're called, are based in Canada. Um, and basically they pay out somewhere between 60 and 80% of their earnings in the form of dividends, much higher than American companies for the most part. And because they have long-lived reserves, um, they're not going to run out of oil anytime soon. If, if they don't uh, have enough reserves, they go and acquire reserves, and there's been a lot of acquisitions in this area. Now, for a long time, income trusts were not taxed at the corporate level, um, and therefore they got to flow through huge amounts of their cash flow uh, to investors. Lately, a law went into effect, which actually was passed, but now goes into full effect in 2011, which does tax the income trusts at the corporate level, and therefore their payouts are going to be a little bit less starting in 2011. But meantime, the stocks were pushed down by that, and in fact, to bargain levels where there's been lots of takeovers in that particular area. Um, so it's a way of getting much higher yields than you're ever going to get on a CD or anything like that today. So here are some of the things you want to look for in an income trust. Uh, the payout ratio, which is how much of their uh, cash flow is paying out in dividends. 
typically about 60 to 80%. If you actually get a lower payout ratio, that's better because it means there's more room for growth on the upside. Uh, you want to see how much debt there is as a percentage of operating cash flow. You don't want to make, make sure that they don't have too much debt. Uh, then you want to see uh, how many shares they've issued recently. Uh, if they've issued a lot of shares, that can dilute existing shareholders. So you don't want ones that have issued a lot of shares recently. Um, so here are some specific uh, master limit, not master limit, uh, income trusts that are out there uh, that I think look pretty good. And they're not only oil and gas, mostly oil and gas, but there's some other ones I'll mention as well. There's A&W Revenue Royalties Fund. Uh, they uh, basically run restaurants that have A&W root beer and things like that. Uh, there are some in the timber area. Uh, the Acadian Timber Income Trust, the symbol for that, ADN, um, has forests throughout all of Canada, uh, and as they harvest the forest, they can pass some of the money on to you. There's the Advantage Energy Income Fund, which is AAV, uh, which uh, is mostly oil and gas throughout Canada. Uh, ARC Energy Trust, uh, which is AET, uh, is also in the oil and gas business. Some other oil and gas companies, Baytex Energy Trust, Kinetic Resources, um, Enterplus Resources, which is ERF. Um, some other ones, there's Cineplex Galaxy Income Fund, which is, uh, they operate movie theaters throughout uh, Canada. Um, there's Harvest Energy Trust, Penn Growth Energy Trust, Penn West, Provident, uh, Total Energy Services, and Vermilion. And another one that's kind of unusual is the Yellow Pages Income Fund, which runs all the telephone directories uh, throughout all of Canada and has saved a lot of money for a lot of people uh, and also has a pretty high yield. Um, so the idea is income trusts can give you very high current yields. Uh, because the stock prices are down, the dividends haven't come down that much, the yields are diff literally between 15 and 25% today. Uh, and um, if oil prices go back up, the oil and gas ones would have major moves on the upside, I think, as well. And there's also a bit of a currency play as well. If you get a Canadian one, you're buying in Canadian dollars. So if the Canadian dollar appreciates against the U.S. dollar, that's going to make the share price go up a little bit more. If the Canadian dollar goes down, that'll make it go down. Um, but it's a much safer play than an oil and exploration company. These are not really doing exploration. Uh, they're doing... Um, pumping of existing uh, reserves for the most part, both oil and gas. Some are more oil-oriented, some are more uh, gas-oriented. Um, and uh, an awful lot of people have made a lot of money with these things in the long run. Uh, now, the other way to play oil and gas is what are called MLPs, or Master Limited Partnerships. Now, these are companies that tend to own pipeline assets, uh, like uh, oil and gas pipelines, uh, have very stable long-term contracts, and therefore have a very stable business model at a time when other business models are very volatile. The yields on those today are between about 5 and 10%. Um, most of them are American, and uh, they've had a very consistent record. So in this kind of environment, uh, you might want to take a look at MLPs as well. I'll give you some of my favorites. There's Amerigas Partners, which is APU. There's Atlas Pipeline Partners, which is APL. Uh, Boardwalk Pipeline, which is BWP. Uh, Buckeye Partners is BPL. Capano Energy is CPNO. Enbridge Partners, EEP. Uh, Enterprise Partners is EDP. Feral Gas Partners, FGP. Uh, 
energy, which is NRGP, uh, Lin Energy, L-I-N-E, Magellan Midstream Partners is MMP, and ONIAC Partners is OKS. So those are a whole bunch of mass limited partnerships. Their yields are about um, 6 to 10% these days, but much more stable in this kind of environment. They're really not depending on oil and gas prices. They're really much depending on long-term contracts to carry oil and gas to its source. Uh, so those are some ideas that give you much higher yields that I think will benefit by the current environment we're in right now. So again, if you want to find out more details about this, you can find them at my website, which is fastprofitsinhardtimes.com. And when I come back from the break, we'll go into other ways to earn good returns in this tough economy. I'll be right back. markets up or down or if you're looking to improve your portfolio our experts are ready to talk to you call now toll free 866-472-5790 that's 866-472-5790 voice america business network Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. Are you ready to grow your business? Listen for the Independent Business Owner Show with your coach, Rick Carrado. This entertaining talk radio program will bring you the tools to help increase your business. You'll learn sales success, time management, lead generation, business development, life balance, and much more. Rick Carrado is here to help you take your business to the next level. Listen for the Independent Business Owner Show, heard live every Monday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. What are the do's and don'ts when it comes to solving personal foreclosure? With over 2,700 foreclosures daily, what can you do to ensure the housing crisis doesn't hit home? Tune in to Foreclosure Exposure Radio with host Carla Duglin. This show will give you steps you can immediately use to save your own home and credit. Face and conquer foreclosure issues before they affect you. Listen for Foreclosure Exposure Radio every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Network. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host, and my uh, topic this hour is uh, earning big profits in Hard times, and we're clearly in hard times with what's happening in the economy today. Uh, this is based on the book I did called Fast Profits in Hard Times, which you can find out more about at the website, fastprofitsinhardtimes.com. 
Chapter 5 is on dividend reinvestment plans. And the idea here is to have your money automatically compounding so that it's working for you and without even thinking about it, your money is automatically growing for you as long as you're in companies that are pretty solid and growing up in, in the long term. The, the upside of these things is it's very low cost to get into these things. Uh, in many cases, you can set it up for a single stock um, and uh, minimal expenses at all. Uh, there's a website you can go to, which is directinvesting.com, that can help you uh, set these up. I think it's a one-time fee, and then after that, the money just keeps compounding on a regular basis. Uh, because you're getting shares in very small amounts, you can easily diversify even a modest portfolio. You can also reduce risk by buying shares gradually over time, which is called dollar cost averaging. If you have a discount drip, you can be in the money from the moment you buy your shares. Now, a discount drip is a dividend reinvestment plan where the company offers you a 5% discount on reinvested dividends. They do that as a cheap way to raise capital. And so if you invest, uh, reinvest $100 worth of dividends, you'll get $105 worth of stock, for example. So that's a really good way of having your money built up on an automatic kind of basis. Uh, I actually have a list in the book of all the discount dividend reinvestment plans. But I'm just going to go through briefly some examples of some of these. And typically, the reinvestment they're offering you is a 5% discount, so it really does add up. Uh, there's Access National Bank. Uh, there's Anthracite Capital. Uh, Anworth Mortgage Company. Uh, there's uh, BRT Realty Trust. A lot of these companies are in the mortgage and real estate related businesses. Uh, Capital Source. Colonial Properties Trust. Uh, Education Realty Trust. Equity Lifestyle Properties. Uh, First National Community Bank. Uh, Healthcare Properties. Healthcare REIT. Marathon Oil, Monmouth REIT, Nationwide Health Properties, Ocean First Financial, Parkway Properties, uh, Pulaski Financial, which is based in uh, St. Louis, uh, Redwood Trust, St. Green Realty, uh, South, Jersey, uh, South Jersey Utilities, um, Sovereign Self Storage, Thornburg Mortgage, and Ventas. That's, that's not all of them, but that's a lot of them. So uh, you go onto their, either their websites directly or through directinvesting.com, and then you sign up for these things, and then you automatically have your dividends reinvested. You're getting a 5% bonus every time they pay a dividend. And to make it really smart, you can also do what's called optional cash purchase. We can put in an additional amount of money, um, and that is being reinvested with dividends getting the discount as well. So you can really build up a lot of money over time on these things by having an automatic dividend reinvestment plan uh, working for you. Uh, what I like about it is that you don't have to think about it, it just kind of automatically happens on your behalf. There are two websites and publications that can help you in the dividend reinvestment field. One of them is called The Money Paper at themoneypaper.com. Their phone number 800-388-9993. Another one is called The Drip Investor, and they are at dripinvestor.com. Uh, Chuck Carlson, who runs that, has a list of all the different dividend reinvestment plans and can help you there. So uh, dripping your way to wealth, as I call it, is, is a very good uh, strategy in this particular uh, environment we're in right now. Okay, the next strategy I want to talk about is uh, bonds, because here you're benefiting by the drop in interest rates. Interest rates have dropped worldwide, and in many cases I think they're going to drop further uh, because you have uh, central banks around the world 
trying to lower interest rates. Uh, just last week, the European Central Bank cut their rate to 1.5%. Uh, the U.S. short-term rate is almost at zero right now. So um, interest rates in general are falling. So if you have good quality bonds, uh, those are going to benefit by falling interest rates. And meanwhile, you're getting a much higher yield on a, a bond like that than you are going to get in a money market fund of some kind, where money market fund yields are well below 1%, more like half of 1% today. Um, so here are some of the particular kinds of bonds that are out there that may be uh, helpful in, in your particular situation. Uh, the first one would be zero-coupon bonds. Now, these are bonds that are issued at a deep discount to their face value. Uh, when they mature, they mature at full face value, so you've locked in a particular reinvestment rate for the period of the bond's outstanding duration. Um, from beginning to end, the bond accretes a certain amount of value every year. Now, it's a good idea to keep a zero-coupon bond inside a tax-deferred account like an IRA, because otherwise you owe tax on the appreciation of the bond each year, even though, in fact, you're not getting the cash to pay those taxes. Um, so that's something you want to watch out for. Um, you can either buy them directly. Uh, the government offers what are called strips. Or you can buy bonds in the form of a mutual fund. American Century, for example, has a series of uh, zero-coupon bond uh, mutual funds. They call them the target maturity funds. You can find out about that at AmericanCentury.com. Uh, another way of playing bond market is foreign bonds. Now, these are bonds from uh, corporations and governments around the world, many of whom have much, much higher interest rates than the United States. And when you do something like that, you're getting a, a higher yield, and if the U.S. dollar eventually starts falling because of all the money we're printing, uh, then, in fact, uh, you'd have a capital gain as well because the dollar falling plus the high interest rate you're getting would really add up to a quite a nice a capital gain. Now, you can either do it directly, but probably in this case, you want to have a mutual fund working for you because it can be kind of complicated and expensive to buy bonds around the world. So uh, there are both open-end and closed-end uh, bond funds. And let me give you some examples of some of my favorites. Um, there's a an open-end fund called the PIMCO International Stock Plus Total Return Strategy Fund. Uh, their symbol is PIPDX. And they've been paying a dividend yield of something like 14% a year because uh, they have a widely diversified portfolio of bonds around the world. So that's the PIMCO uh, International Fund. Another open-end fund is the Henderson Income Advantage Fund, symbol for that HFAAX, paying a yield about 10% uh, these days. There's the Payden Global Fixed Income Fund, um, the symbol for that PYGFX, pays a yield about 8% these days, again, has wide diversified portfolio of stocks and bonds around the country and around the world, in fact. The Templeton Global Bond Fund, some of that TPINX, again, is similar to has bonds all across the world. So that's certainly a way of doing it, is to have a diversified portfolio. If interest rates and the dollar falls, you'll benefit, and meanwhile, you're getting much higher yields than you're getting on domestic kinds of portfolios. You can also do uh, corporate and bonds of emerging economies. What I just talked about were more industrialized economies. But if you're willing to take more risk, you could do things like the Allied Bernstein Emerging Market Debt Fund, currently yielding about 10%. The Fidelity New Markets Income Fund, currently yielding about 11%. Uh, Morgan Stanley has an Emerging Markets Debt Fund, currently yielding about 11%. 
T. Rowe Price has the Emerging Markets Bond Fund, currently yielding about 8%. Uh, these, again, are uh, going into riskier areas of the economy, but those with higher yields and potentially more growth potential uh, down the road as well. Um, so those are some ways you can benefit by what's happening in the world. Now, domestically, municipal bonds are something you want to take a look at. Uh, muni bonds uh, offer in, uh, income that is completely free from federal taxes, and if you buy a muni bond in your particular state, it's free from state taxes as well. Um, now, traditionally, uh, muni bonds have a lower yield than corporates or treasuries because the tax-free nature of their income makes them worthwhile. But now, uh, treasuries have gone up in price and down in yield a lot, and munis, because of fear of municipal finances, have gone down in price and up in yield. So today, it's easy to get a tax-free muni with a yield of 5 or 6% tax-free, which is much better than you're going to get in a treasury. Um, now, if you're concerned about the underlying municipality, you can get an insured bond, uh, insured by agencies like AMBAC or MBIA, that in fact will insure you against the underlying uh, principal or interest loss in the bond. Now, municipalities have taxing authority. So uh, the amount of defaults in municipals has been very, very low, and chances of them defaulting are really not very high. But meanwhile, you're getting a very, very high tax-free yield of something like um, 5 or 6%. The so-called taxable equivalent yield of what that would be worth um, is much, much higher uh, than, say, a taxable bond today. I mean, tre long-term treasuries, 30-year treasuries, are yielding about 25 to 3% taxable, and here you're getting 5% tax-free. Uh, so the so-called taxable equivalent yield is 8 or 9%, uh, which in this kind of environment is really a pretty good thing. So you can buy them directly. You can buy them through mutual funds. You can buy them through um, investment trusts. There's lots of different ways of buying muni bonds. Here are some of my favorites. The Alliance National Municipal Bond Income Fund, BlackRock Munivest Fund, the BlackRock Strategic Municipal Income Fund, and Fidelity Advisors Municipal Income Fund. So there's loads of possibilities out there, particularly if you're in a high-tax state. It's going to make a lot of sense to have a tax-free bond instead of a taxable uh, bond in that case. There are also what are called hybrid bonds, which are bonds that are kind of a combination of stocks and bonds in various ways. They've got kind of catchy acronyms, things like ELKS and MITS, uh, STRIDES, things like that. Basically, they kind of have a combination of equity and debt, and under the right circumstances, you get a high yield and you get an equity kicker by the underlying uh, company. So let me give you some examples there. Uh, there's a Citigroup funding ELKS. ELKS stands for equity-linked securities that earns 12% as issued by the Celgene Corporation, um, and uh, that's a company that does a lot in the biotechnology area. Um, so something like that, you're getting a very high yield and you're getting some growth potential as well. Um, Morgan Stanley offers what are called HITS, High Income Trigger Securities, yielding 10.5% issued by Apple Computer. Uh, so that's an example of getting, getting a high yield and getting a growth play on the underlying company of Apple Computer. Uh, and one more example would be uh, Elks uh, linked to Best Buy Corporation, currently yielding about 11%. Uh, so you can see you get high-quality companies, growth potential there, and very high current income. Uh, it's kind of a combination of the best of all worlds for these so-called hybrid bonds. So uh, those are some other strategies that will benefit by what's happening in the, in the markets today. I'm going to come back after the break 
uh, with some more Fast Profits in Hard Times. And again, you can find out more about this at the website, fastprofitsinhardtimes.com. I'll be back after this. It's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Looking for a good time? We've got a show that will give you a wild ride. This show will make you feel good. And it's not even bad for you. You need your time to let loose. It's time for a feel-good party. Pull up to the computer, mix yourself a drink, and turn up the speakers. Happy Hour is here. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, it's called the biggest radio show in the world. Hosted by international personality and and pundit Michael DeMarco. You don't know what's coming next. The biggest radio show in the world on Voice America. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host, and I'm speaking about my new book, Fast Profits and Hard Times, which you can find out about at fastprofitsandhardtimes.com. And one of the strategies that works well in this kind of economy is tapping into cash flow. Now, uh, this is what's often called factoring. Uh, If somebody has a cash flow coming into them, uh, they may be very willing to uh, sell that cash flow at a discount in order to be able to get their cash now and not have to wait for the money to come in. So there's many different ways of doing uh, cash flow. The upside of this is that uh, it can take a while to get the deal going, but once you do get it going, you can really get very good returns by investing in cash flows. 
relatively low upfront investments to get into it, um, and it's non-cyclical. People need cash in good times and bad, and now that we're in bad times, people need cash more than, than ever. Um, so uh, let me go through the different kinds of cash flows that are available out there. The first one are business-based cash flows. Now, this is uh, basically invoices or accounts receivable uh, from companies. Uh, business owners use the cash for day-to-day -day expenses and buy materials to fill orders and so on. There are many types of cash flows from businesses, uh, small business loans, uh, lease, leasing of equipment, letters of credit, that kind of thing. Um, so you just want to make sure that you buy cash flows from businesses that have solid accounts receivable they're going to get paid on. The next kind of cash flow are collateral-based cash flows. Uh, these are backed by some kind of an asset. Uh, a mortgage uh, is a typical one. That would be a uh, mortgage note that was offered by an owner to sell a home. They then sell that uh, mortgage note and, and can do it that way. Um, so those are called collateral-based cash flows. The next one are consumer-based cash flows. This is where there isn't collateral, um, and you're trying to collect from an individual the most typical example there would be uh, credit card debt, where people have not paid their credit card debt. People buy those credit card obligations at pennies on the dollar and then use collection agencies to go after the debtors and, in many cases, can collect much more than they paid for it and can make a nice profit in consumer-based cash flow lending. The next kind are so-called contingency-based lending. Uh, here is where the cash flow you have is dependent on variables uh, that make the eventual payment uncertain. So, for example, lawsuit financing is out there. A law firm will take on a, a case on a contingency basis um, because it has an expectation that it's going to settle or receive a judgment. In the meantime, the law firm may need cash to pay their lawyers and their expenses. So, uh, with a funder providing cash, uh, they will actually factor that, that lawsuit in effect and put money up front. And once the uh, settlement or judgment happens, they get paid back that way. Uh, another kind of cash flow are insurance-based cash flows. Uh, this is where there's some kind of insurance involved. So, for example, annuities or structured settlements uh, are an example of that, where an insurance company agrees to pay a person a specific amount of money over a period of time, either as a lump sum or over a longer period of time, um, or what are called viaticals. This is where somebody is kind of terminally ill and they want to get their money before they die, so they're going to sell their life insurance policy, uh, and when the person dies, the uh, owner of the policy gets gets uh, to be paid off. So it's a way of somebody who has an insurance policy that's paid up to sell their policy, get the money now, and then uh, once they die, the beneficiary receives the money. And the last kind of cash flow is government-based cash flow. Uh, this is things like lottery winnings. Um, you might see somebody who wins... $20 million or some large amount that's going to be paid out over a long period of time. Uh, if instead of waiting 20 years to do it, they take it as a lump sum from a factor, from one of these persons doing cash flow factoring, then in fact uh, you can make the return that they're going to get over a longer period of time from the lottery winnings. So that's what's called a government-based cash flow. So there really are lots of ways of doing this. There is an association called the American Cash Flow Association, uh, which will help you learn about this. In fact, they have a convention every year. Uh, the American Cash Flow Association is at AmericanCashFlow.com. Their phone number 800-253-1294. Um, and they are experts in teaching you. There's about 60 different ways of doing cash flow, but the one I gave you there are just the most basic 
categories in which you can be trading uh, cash flow. Now, you can either do it yourself, invest in the cash flow, or you can broker between an investor and the owner of the cash flow, and then you make a commission in between and can do very well uh, for yourself. Um, my, my last chapter is on what I call passive income strategies, and this is where you set something up and then it pretty much produces income for you on a pretty passive kind of basis. So let me give you some examples of that. Uh, vending machines is one where you put out uh, machines and, and people put their money into them and you pretty much pay uh, uh, for your uh, expenses by the weekly uh, getting of the money that, that's put into the machines. Um, it can be uh, food, it can be beverages, it can be iPods, there's all kinds of things sold in uh, vending machines today. And um, you just have to make sure that they, you have products that people want to buy in locations they want to buy them. Um, and either you or somebody can go around and collect the money. Uh, so say you buy your Coca-Cola at $0.10 cents in, at Walmart and then you sell it for $2, you can see it can be quite a profitable kind of investment. The main thing is to have good locations. Uh, and there are people that actually are locators, as they're called, the vending machine locators. One of them is called Vending Guy, another one called Vending Machine Locator, for example. Uh, so that's one source of uh, passive income. Another one are ATM and point-of-sale machines. Here is where uh, it is an ATM or a point-of-sale machine, which is where you're swiping a credit or debit card, and that every time somebody uh, swipes the card, either an ATM or a POS machine, they're generating a fee, which if you are the owner of the machine, goes to you. So there are companies out there, there's one called Monix, for example, that actually... Uh, put th these portfolios machines together. They place the machines, collect the fees, and give you a, a dividend yield of something like 20 to 25 percent on an ongoing basis. So it's passive from your point of view. Uh, you just let them do it. And the same thing can be true with ATMs. There's a website called ATM Marketplace, for example, where you can either buy new ATMs or trade an existing ATM uh, location. Um, and a final strategy would be investing in timeshares. Uh, now, if you can buy a timeshare in the aftermarket, and in many cases at 50 or more percent discount off the construction costs, uh, then you can rent them out as long as it's a high-quality timeshare in a good uh, season. Uh, you can, in many cases, rent these out for hundreds of dollars a night. I happen to have one myself in uh, Marriott at Hilton Head Island, for example, and uh, the annual maintenance is about $500. You can rent it out for three to $400 per night in prime season in the summer. So you can see how that can be profitable. I know one person who has about 50 timeshares, and this is the way he makes his money, is by renting them out. And you can rent them out online uh, really quite easily today. Some of the websites I mentioned to help you do that are Timeshare Users Group, Redweek.com, Vacation Timeshares and Rentals, um, and, and several other ones out there. Um, so that's a way of producing income. And as long as you have a high-quality timeshare in a good location, in a good season, these are relatively easy to rent. So those are just a few ideas that we've gone over in the last hour uh, that can help you uh, profit in these difficult times we're in right now. Uh, just to go over them briefly, we talked about inverse exchange-traded funds. We talked about oil stocks. We talked about dividend reinvestment plans, uh, passive income vehicles, cash flow vehicles, bonds. There really are lots of ways uh, to turn the current economic situation we're in into a, a time of profit for you. Uh, I have lots of more details about all these things which you can get at the website related to the book, which is fastprofitsinhardtimes.com. This has been Jordan Goodman. I hope you've enjoyed it, and I'll be back with you again next week. Bye-bye.
you for joining Jordan Goodman and the Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.